It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. Thank you, Gavin. We appreciate you so much keeping Kathy and I straight. Friends, you have found the Love Ladies. This is Love Talk, and you are listening to KTXW, the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership. Of course, today I am joined by my beautiful co-host, Kathy Enderbrock. Hey, Kathy. Hey, Coach Carrie. It's great to be with you this morning. It's great to be with you too, friends. Happy Saturday morning and happy first Saturday of December. We're here. I can't believe it. You know, I love the month of December. It's just an incredible month because so much happens in December. Lights go on in the most stunning ways and kids take a needed break from school. Magically, Coach Carrie, every store is dialed into the same playlist. Right? Yes, yes. It's a holly, jolly Christmas. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. And, you know, homes feel a little bit warmer and a little bit more welcoming. And so, friends, we just want to welcome you this morning to our little studio home and uh, just going out to the air waves at, into your home, wherever you're at in your homes or in your cars, um, the highways and byways of Texas and beyond. Welcome to Love Talk and uh, happy early Christmas. Ha- uh, I have a question for you, Kathy. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, when we begin fall, it's all about pumpkin spice, right? I mean, there's pumpkin spice <laughs> Oreos. I saw pumpkin spice dog food. Okay, that's a it, uh, that's going a little too far. But now that we're entering the Christmas season, it's candy canes, you know, peppermint, hot cocoa. What oh, that's that. Coffee? I lo- I will tell you, pumpkin spice, Coach Carrie. That that's great. I get why people like it. I like a good pumpkin spice, but peppermint candy canes and hot cocoa are uh, that's where it's at. I mean, pumpkin spice has nothing on peppermint candy canes and hot cocoa. I don't know if we can be friends, Kathy. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be able to continue. Um, can we work not, through this? I am not a peppermint candy cane hot cocoa girl. I I love me the things pumpkin spice. So we'll just have to agree to disagree here. Friends. I like, you know, those little two inch candy canes that they used yes. to hand out to you when yes. you were a little kid in Sunday mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. I, like if I get one of those, it makes me just feel like a kid again. I just Aww. love it. And, and I suck on it until the edge is like super, super sharp, you know, <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> Do yes. you remember going and poking your friends with it? Oh, like you go brother. and poke all your I, friends? Yeah. My brother would poke me. Yes, for sure. I, I remember that very, very well. Oh, goodness. Well, hey, you know what? Facebook friends, you can go on Facebook. Tell us pumpkin spice or peppermint and hot cocoa. <laughs> Tell us your preference. Okay. You're going to be disappointed with the results, Coach Carrie. I'm telling you. Okay, Facebook friends, get on. It is Love Talk Radio. Go on and leave us a comment. Message us. It is little peppermint candy canes and hot mm-hmm. cocoa all pumpkin the way. Spice, <laughs> oh, my goodness. So fun. It is December. I can't even believe it. You know, we kicked off um, – our series uh, here on prayer, and it's just been so great. And we kicked it off talking about Kathy's new book, and we'll get to that again here in just a minute. But friends, we did have a 30-minute program right before the Baylor game aired today. Um, And so now we are in our hour program. I know some of you guys are joining us again, hoping to hear more information and more wonderful tidbits as we discuss today, Mary's Christmas prayer. What an absolute joy it is to talk about Mary here in the Christmas season. Our verse for today Luke 1, verse 45, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Now, Kathy, a little teaser there about your new book, My Heart, His Voice. You're actually coming to Texas and you're going to be doing some book signings. I'm so excited for you. 
You know, I'm I'm going to be coming in January to do some book oh, signings. At, okay. at, yes. So Barnes & Noble right now still with COVID, they are not doing any book signings. So I'm doing a book signing up here in Boise, Idaho in December. But for Austin, it has to wait till January until Barnes & Noble uh, allows in, you know, I guess Barnes & Noble at the Arboretum and the Round Rock store. Um, when they, they think that they will start allowing book signs in January. But at the Round Rock store, um, I am going in this following Monday and um, signing a few copies that are on the shelves. So if you want a signed copy, um, you can go into the Round Rock store and grab a couple of those there. So that's a, kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, that is awesome. That is so, so fun. I'm so proud of you. My Voice His Heart. Tell everybody where they can find your book. Um, you can go to barnesandnoble.com, and they're actually giving a 20% off any one book purchase of your choice. So you can go to barnesandnoble.com, get My Voice His Heart there, um, or obviously on Amazon. And we are hoping soon to get on christianbook.com. We're not on there yet, um, but we're hoping that they're going to start carrying us very soon. Oh, that's so great. That's so mm. great. Well, what are your Christmas plans? Oh, family. Just, you know, we, it's so funny, Coach Carrie, because like, uh, all these, we have friends and stuff who will go to Hawaii or go to Mexico for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And our girls do not want to leave. They are like, no, no, no. We want Christmas at our own home mm-hmm. around our Christmas tree. That is what Christmas is. And I love that. I love gathering around the Christmas tree. I get so excited just, you know, going out. That is, that is Christmas for me is just um, being able to share with friends and family and open special gifts and just being with one another, lots of food. Eric's parents will be over, you know, obviously Aaliyah will be up from Texas. We'll have Aaliyah, Jordan, Faithy will all be home. So um, it'll be nice. It, it, there'll be plenty of laughter and joy all around for Christmas. How about That's you? So great. Yeah. Christmas is going to be, um, yes, definitely spent here around the Christmas tree. It's going to be fun. Um, my mom will be here and we'll see, we'll see all the family at different points throughout the Christmas holiday at some point. Um, so that, that will be great too. But same with my kids, like they just, Really wanted to be home this year. You know, I think we just go and, and do so much, um, that it just feels right to just sit around and enjoy each other and eat good food and, uh, be home for us this year. Uh, we have done the whole Christmas trip thing, but this year it just feels right to be home. So, well, and yeah. so coach Carrie, you had some not fantastic news. How is Logan doing? Um, you know, we'll, we'll find out. We're waiting. Uh, we're just kind of holding our breath. And Tuesday night's, uh, game, he was on a fast break, just chase, trying to chase down a ball to go score. And he, there was nobody around him. And, uh, looking back at the video, he, t- he took a giant step and then his next step, his leg just buckled. And he just hopped over to the bench and he said, Mom, that's not good. Mom, it's not good. It's not good. Um, and, um, so, uh, yeah, we've had the MRI and, um, we have an appointment with the orthopedic surgeon next week. So we're just wow. praying that it's not, uh, sur- that he doesn't need surgery, but right now yeah. it's kind of looking like he will. Um, so, you know, we're making the best of it. Uh, it's kind of interesting, you know, both of my kids, have always been very involved in sports, right? And it's it's kind of been, you know, Logan the basketball player. Like that's how everybody knows Logan, you know. <laughs> he's super sweet and um but you know, everybody knows, oh, he he's the basketball guy. And so I've often wondered, you know, what what would he do if basketball was taken away from him? Like several years ago, McKenzie couldn't run cross country and she was the defending state champion in our league and she couldn't run the next year, yeah. you know, and that kind of had, she kind of had to figure out who she was away from the sport. And so I said, Hey, buddy, you've been wanting to learn how to play the guitar and the piano. Well, now if you're injured, now might be a good time to do those things. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you're right, mom. And, so we'll see. Uh, we'll keep our listening friends uh, posted on 
on that for Logan because, um, you know, that's such a big part of his life. So hopefully it's not as serious as we're thinking it is. is what you I'm know, it, it, it makes me think about today's topic because when life has a drastic change and an yeah. unexpected change, what is going on in your heart that really determines how you move forward and mm-hmm. that influences your entire perspective. And, you know, last week, uh, Coach Kerry, when we looked at, at Zachariah, um, and we heard, we saw God tell him this incredible news that his barren wife, Elizabeth, was actually going to bear a son. Zachariah would kind of ask the question like, yeah, how, how can this actually be so, right? right? And the angel struck him mute. He's like, okay, buddy, you, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I Poor stand Zachariah. before God. <laughs> And you're not believing what I'm saying. So, yeah, you're not going to be speaking for six, for nine months. And but then we see Mary when the angel Gabriel appears to Mary and Mary questions Gabriel, like, how is this going to be so? But Gabriel doesn't reprimand her. He doesn't rebuke her. Instead, he offers more details and he encourages her. And I think, wow, why the double standard? You know, the guys have it really hard. But when you really look into scripture, you see very, very clearly that it was the heart of Zechariah and the heart of Mary that made the difference in how the angel responded to them. We see in Luke one twenty very clearly that Zechariah did not believe the good news that God had sent to be delivered to him. But in Luke, Mary did believe the words. You know, she just wanted a few more details about how this was going to um, happen. And so, you know, I, I just... I want to learn about Mary's heart because I want a heart like hers. I I want to believe the good news that God has delivered to me personally in scripture. I want to believe it. I want to move forward in it. And, you know, Carrie, I would ask you, is there ever like news that or good news in scripture that God has shown you that you've just had a hard time believing? Yeah. Yes. I, you know, it's, it's interesting because even when we get good news, I, you know, I, I want to, I've always called myself an optimist, but I think I'm really more of a realist and I um, tend to question things probably um, a little more than I should at times. And I want us to, I want us to go to the scripture in Isaiah because I think this kind of sums up how I feel sometimes. Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9. Uh, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. So let me say that again. This is the Lord. And he's saying, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You know, that just, it really brings it all home, (laughs) Kathy, that we can't even, I have to remind myself, your little brain, Carrie, cannot even fathom what good things the Lord has in store for you. You, you don't even get it, Carrie, because you can't even think that highly that mm-hmm. big, that grand, you can't do it. And and so when I'm doubting about something, Kathy, even if it's good news, right, I just have to bring myself to remember, okay, Lord, my thoughts don't even compare to your thoughts. I, I, I know you've got this. Um, help me to be able to process this, yeah. you know? Um, and uh, so I... I, I, I can sympathize with Zachariah here because I am 100% <laughs> sure I would be Zachariah. I would yeah. be the one, what Lord? Like, I'm old. What do you mean? You're going to give the Elizabeth and I a child. Come on now. You know, and not, I, I mean, my mouth would speak before my brain had thought. I'm 100% sure of it, but yet we see just a startling contrast in Mary and how she believes so wholeheartedly here. And then the angel answers her question, right? So, uh, friends, when we return to Love Talk, now, Kathy, you got anything else to add 
real fast. Right no, there. I, you know, okay. I think that's perfect. I, I want us to get to know Mary well because we have, uh, you know, some really good information. She's not this unknown in scripture. We have a, a lot of good details. So we're going to get to know Mary well, and then we're going to take a look at her heart using an acrostic H E A R T. You're going to want to stay with us, friends, as we get to know this amazing girl who believed the good news and was highly favored by God. You're going to want to stay with us. We'll be back with Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership. And today we're talking about Mary's Christmas prayer. This is Kathy Endebrock, and uh, I am just joining you this morning with Coach Carrie Brinkader. We've just finished our first segment, friends, and we are into our main segment. And I just love Mary. She has this incredible heart that when she hears this miraculous news, she believes. How is that possible? I have a hard time, Coach Carrie, when I get into God's Word and I look at all of this. I'm like, okay, I, I know that this has got to be true, and 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 I and, and I do believe it. Lord, help me with the unbelief that I do have. But boy, when we see Mary, she just jumps in there and with this incredible heart that believes and and even is goes beyond belief, which we're going to be learning about some today. We're going to do this incredible heart acrostic H E A R T just to really learn about Mary from her prayer from her responses. I'm excited to get into it today, Carrie. And so I want you to tell us, like, who is Mary? What what do we actually know about her? What does scripture teach us? Well, you know, if Miss Evelyn was here, she would be doing this part. Yeah. <laughs> Miss so Evelyn, true. we miss you. We love you. Um, I know our listening friends miss uh, having Evelyn here each week because Miss Evelyn loves Mary. She just um, she loves Mary and and how this young teenage girl conducts herself. Uh, so let's get to know her. She is a young Hebrew. She's living in the town of Nazareth in the region of Galilee, which is located in the northern part of Israel. She's likely, uh, you know, 14, 15, 16, Kathy. It's not uncommon uh, during this time period for a, a girl to be married at this age. She is the cousin of Zachariah's wife, Elizabeth. And so that's fun. And they end up being pregnant with John the Baptist and Jesus at the same time, which I think <laughs> is precious. Um, and we see such um, similarities with Zachariah's story and Mary's story with several key differences that are just uh, amazing. Okay, so Mary is also from the tribe of Judah on her father's side and a descendant of Aaron. From her mother's side. So Jesus has both the lineage of Judah and of the lineage of the tribe of Levi, which signifies the royal priesthood. So the scripture is very, very clear when it describes Mary as a virgin. The word that it uses means that she had absolutely never been with a man when she became pregnant. And this is you know, Kathy, this is a point that's highly contentious in a lot of people yeah. uh, really believing um, about Jesus, our Savior. So uh, if you look at the scripture and you go back to the original text, you, you can certainly find that these words are very, very clear. It also, the scripture also describes Mary as highly favored by God. She just had an amazing heart, Kathy, one that we can all learn from. And we see her heart so vividly expressed uh, in the words of Luke. Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 55, we see this prayer, um, Mary's prayer. It's also known as the Song of Mary or the Magnificent, I'm sorry, the Magnificat. Uh, it's arguably one of the world's most well-known prayers. And Kathy, I'd just like to read that prayer as we get into it for our listening friends. Again, this is Luke 1, 
verses 46 through 55. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors, our ancestors. Kathy, as we look today at this, at these verses here in Luke chapter one, we see Mary's heart so vividly displayed here. And we're going to use this acrostic today for heart, H-E-A-R-T, and use it to reveal the just beauty of this young woman. Kathy, what is the H in heart? Uh, okay. The H in heart is no surprise after just hearing that prayer. <laughs> the H in heart is humble. Mary, in that prayer, Mary describes herself twice as God's servant. And I just love that. I mean, a, a, a servant heart is a humble heart. And, you know, Coach Carrie, what has gotten to me, you know, we're kind of in this series walking through the five prayers of Christmas, because when when we look at the Christmas story found in Luke chapters one and two, I always think of all of the activity and, you know, the wise men and the star star and the shepherds and um, and just, I don't know, just a lot of activity. But this is one of five prayers that we see in these two short chapters. And so when we look at the Christmas story, it is jam packed full of prayer. And so I love that we're in this series looking at the prayers of each of these key characters and um, or, you know, persons, historical figures and seeing what we can learn about them from the position that they were in and the prayer that they lift up to God. And so we just see so much in this prayer that that Mary lifts up to God and and the key thing that we see again and again is her humility. So she responds to the angel Gabriel, I am the Lord's servant. May your words be may your word be fulfilled. And then she says again in verse 48, God has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. And when we look at humility, humility is kind of these these three things working together. Humility is a dependence on God and his word. And we see that with Mary. And humility is believing absolutely what God says about you rather than what man says about you. And I mean, just we remember in the story of Mary, you know, she, you know, Joseph almost broke off his betrothal to her. And uh, when she went to um, when she went for the birth of Christ uh, to uh, is it um, Bethlehem, mm-hmm. uh, there was nowhere to stay and she should have been staying with family. But her family didn't want anything to do with her because this little tramp in their uh, eyes had gotten pregnant before she even got married. So she she faced rejection as well. But she didn't believe what men said about her. She believed what God said about her. Mm-hmm. And God said that she was highly favored. And that is what she held to. Mm-hmm. And also humility does not seek or grasp for power, prestige or influence but it does not shy away from it if God moves you into that position. Mary recognized, I'm going to be considered blessed because of what the Mighty One has done for me. But she never claims that for herself. But neither does she say, Lord, can you choose someone else? She never says, okay, I I don't want this. I want this for someone else. This is too much for me. I can't handle this. The humility, the humble heart that we see in Mary allows her to move forward with such strength. It's it's just amazing. Um, you know, as I think about Mary there, Kathy, as you were speaking, this thought just popped into my head. You know, she had to go through a lot yes. before she was called blessed. 
right? I mean, her husband-to-be could have very easily and under the law left her. Mm-hmm. Um, she had to explain this to her family. And I can't imagine what they said to her, like, oh, yeah, right, Mary. <laughs> you, you're pregnant by an angel. Okay. You know, and then same for Joseph. You know, they they both had to probably go through ridicule and embarrassment and yet hang their heads high knowing that they had done nothing wrong. Yeah. Wow. I mean, all Mary could say is this is what God has spoken, because remember, she I mean, that was the one thing that she asked the angel. How is this even going to be possible? Right. And he said, look, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And, um, you know, it's like, okay, well, can you explain what exactly that means? I mean, so all she can do is convey to the best of her ability. This is what God has spoken. And. um Yeah, but you're right. I mean, she faced a lot of difficulty before she was ever called blessed. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I just I love it. Well, and so I want to I know that, you know, um, we only have 25 minutes in this middle segment and the time goes by so fast. I want to get into this E for heart, H-E. The E is for expressive. And this is one of the beautiful things about Mary. And we see this in the prayer that you just read is that she expresses the joy that is in her heart before God. She, um, she doesn't make any one or anything else the focus of the prayer, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. God alone. And she, you know, friends, you would have heard when Carrie read through that Mary speaks out the names of God in this prayer that she knows personally. She speaks of the Lord, God, my Savior, the Mighty One. Friends, do you know God as the Lord, your Savior, the Mighty One? Mary speaks of the characteristics of God that she admires deeply. She says God is mindful, merciful, faithful, just. He's a promise keeper. He's holy. He's personal. And he remembers Friends, do you know those things about God? Do you know that that is the character of God? That is who he is. And Mary also speaks out the works of God that she knows best. She says that God has scattered the proud, brought down rulers, lifted up the humble, filled the hungry with good things. He has helped his servant with mercy and faithfulness. I mean, just incredible things. She has such an intimate relationship with God. And it, it's just so encouraging. So Carrie, I would have to ask you, um, humble and expressive, which of those two would you want for yourself? <laughs> I, I laugh because listening friends, Kathy and I uh, today are doing this program remotely, right? And so we're using a, uh, a, a video streaming service that's specifically for radio and she can see me and I can see her and Kathy sits in her chair gracefully and I'm over here with my big hand movements and all these (laughs) facial expressions and um, I'm just uh, my kids call it a little extra sometimes I'm I'm naturally very loud I'm a very expressive person you can see whether I'm sad, mad, happy, glad, frustrated, it's written all over my face and my body language. I'm working on it. I, I'm working on being a little uh, less expressive, especially when I'm frustrated or, or angry about something. <laughs> um, I am not um, as expressive as Mary is in her eloquence to the father, but I'm very expressive. And so I, for me, if I would want to develop or I always look to develop ways to use my expressiveness, but to be humble about it. And so Mm -hmm. for me, the humble part really, it speaks to me. When I think of humble, I think of Mary, not as meek or excuse me, not as soft and weak, but as meek, you know, she's, um, she's strong, but she's quiet about it. She has this inner strength that exudes And I'm so envious of those types of people that have this inner strength that you know they have it, but they're meek and humble in the way they show it. Um, And so for me, Kathy, being being humble is something that I look to develop uh, to use my expressiveness, but in a way that glorifies God 
um, as I, as I use that. So mm-hmm. does that make sense, Kath? Am I, am I talking in circles or does that make sense? I feel like the Lord has given me certain strengths and abilities, but boy, I've got to really work on, on being humble as I use those. Yeah. So I me, hear you. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I will tell you when, you know, when I look at humility and these aspects of humility, that dependence on God and his word, I just think, Okay, is is God the first person I rush to when I just want to share just good news? Right. Is God the first person I run to when I am distraught or mm-hmm. don't know what to do or how to move forward? And mm-hmm. and do I go to his word? I mean, we just see Mary obviously has gotten into God's word because of the the word choices in her in her prayer and how mm-hmm. she knows um, about his, his works and what he's done. And then, but the one thing about humility is that you believe absolutely what God says about you rather than what man says about mm. you. I'm like, okay, ouch. <laughs> okay. Right. That's, that's a hard one for me because I have always been, you know, I, I always look for affirmation from those around me. And, um, you know, even when I was working, the the ability to get a really good review from my boss i mean that would you know even separate from the the money and the bonus that was linked to that good review i craved mm-hmm. those words of praise from my superiors mm-hmm. and um so it has really been almost an addiction for me to get off of is not craving the uh, approval and affirmations and praises of men, but to just go after and seek those from God and believe what he says about me. When even if man would say something different uh, on the flip side of that, Kathy, uh, yes, I, I absolutely hear what you're saying. And that, that is something I struggle with as well as affirmation from those around me. But we would have, when I was a college basketball coach, we would have these reviews where our players reviewed us. Oh, (laughs) and I can't tell you how, and they were anonymous, right? But I can't tell you how deeply it cut whenever they would be ugly about something on there that I just thought was in, in it. I don't know why it cut me so deeply. I mean, like these are teenagers, these are 18 to 22 year olds and, their words shouldn't impact me as much as they did, but they did. And I go back to this, you know, a lot of times as women, Kathy, we, a hundred amazing, wonderful things can be said about us. And we take to heart the one negative thing that's said about us. Mm -hmm. And so when we go back to Mary and we look at this humble heart, I'm sure there were a hundred negative things said about her. Yet the one thing that she that she was clinging to was, you know what? I only need the father. I only need the voice of the father. And that's so reverse of how we do things today. It's it's exactly the opposite of how we do things today. Um, And so we can learn so much from her humble, expressive heart here. It's it, it really is mind boggling when we look at at just how she stepped forward in this faith. Mm. And I mean, I would just say to our, um, to our listening friends, if you are struggling with a low self image or self esteem Mm -hmm. issues, go grab your Bible and read all the incredible things that God says to you, that he loves you, that you are accepted by him, that you are a delight to him, that you are his joy, that you are adopted by him, that there is nothing that you and he together cannot handle, that he will equip you for all things. I mean, it's just amazing. It just pours out of his word. I just encourage you, friend, get into your Bible and um, just let it encourage you and to teach you, teach you who you are. It is a humbling experience for sure. Okay. So Carrie, we, we, we need to get and go and we have the H for humble. We have the E for expressive. How about the A? Accepting, accepting Mary's heart is so beautiful here. God asked Mary to give up an easy, predictable, gentle life that she had always known. She's about to be married. I mean, and he says, I'm not throw a wrinkle in this for you, Mary, because you are favored and you will be called blessed. 
he asked her to believe that what was impossible with man was possible with God. And Mary accepted this plan for her and God's word to her. She accepted it. So by the close here, Kathy, as we look at Mary's incredible story, her humble heart, her expressive heart, and now her accepting heart, as as Luke closes out chapter two and kind of this story of Mary, what we see here is she has experienced so much. An angel, rejection by her community, and almost the rejection by her betrothed, Joseph, um, an exceptionally long, very pregnant donkey ride all the way <laughs> to Bethlehem. Can't even imagine what that was like. The shepherds coming out of nowhere after being informed of Jesus's birth by a skyfall of angels, angels again, uh, wise men bearing extraordinary gifts, men speaking of Jesus as the salvation um, and a prophetess speaking to the people in the temple about Jesus so very much more. Her heart was so accepting. Yet we see Luke's final words um, that he pens about Mary um, say this. Luke 2, verse 51. Mary treasured all these things in her heart. And I just, I'm, I'm so in awe of this that she just hides it all so deep, Kathy, in her heart. It's buried deep within. It didn't matter what, I, what others said. She was, she was just going to move forward with what God said and she accepted it. I don't know how many times in my life that God has tried to speak to me and I've just said, nah, I don't, I don't know about that, Lord. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm embarrassed by that. And if we really think about it, do we, how many times do we just accept that the Lord has better, better plans for us than what we have for ourselves? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that this is amazing when, like when you talked about that, um, that close of Luke um, chapter two, that she treasured all these things in her heart. We see her walking through these incredibly different, difficult waters and accepting what the Lord has for her. I mean, when he says, look, you know, you are, are going to um, bear the son of God. She realizes my whole life is going to change, but she accepts that. And she says, you know, okay, according to your word, Lord, I'm your servant. When she has to, um, go and even flee to uh Israel when when Christ is like 2 years old she 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 goes i mean she does it yeah. she accepts it and when people speak about Christ as being the light of revelation and um and the salvation of god she just wonders at it and she she just takes all of these things the good and the bad and she treasures them in her heart and you know there are times Carrie when you know, I might accept something. I'll be like, okay, whatever, Lord, I'll live with this. I'll deal with this. But Mary, no, she is like, okay, I am doing this. I'm going to find joy in this, in the good and in the bad. I am, I am going to look to the face of God. I'm going to get into his word. I'm going to do this the very best I can. So it's not just an accept it and bear it. But it's it is press full forward and do it well. It and she treasures these things. I just it amazes me. She's she just um she makes me want to be a better woman. <laughs> right. I I feel that very deeply and I you know, I'm just so struck by how um how different I am and I just I, it makes it, you're right. It makes me want my heart to be so much more tender to the plans that the Lord has for me and know that they're, they're the best plans for my life. Um, real quickly here, right before the break, a little teaser here before the break. So we're using this acrostic heart to look at the heart of Mary and she has this humble heart. She has this expressive heart. She has this heart that accepts God's plan for her life, even though the initial part of the plan, Kathy, was so hard. Being pregnant, 
not being able to get married until after she had the baby, um, her family rejecting her. She knew that this was going to be hard, but she knew the ultimate goal was glorious in God's plan. So when we return to love talk, we'll look at the R and the T. How did Mary respond? She had a humble heart. She had an expressive heart, an accepting heart. But what was the next step for her on this journey of accepting all God had for her and the glorious riches that he had for her and her life? We'll find out the R and the T of heart when we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Love Talk. You found the love ladies, Coach Carrie Brinkader here with uh, beautiful co-host Kathy Enderbrock. We're talking about Mary's Christmas heart today, her beautiful, prayerful heart and how God had this amazing plan for her and she is humble about it. She's expressive about it. She accepts God's plan for her life, even though the beginning of this plan was, was difficult. Um, and I'm sure, and the end of this plan was difficult as well. So Kathy, you know, as we look at the next step for Mary, the R in Mary's heart here, rejoicing. It says in Luke 1, verse 47, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. I love this. Mary rejoices in the good and the bad, Kathy. She knows that that some of this journey will be difficult. She rejoices in the difficult and the easy. I'm sure she was delighted to be pregnant. Um <laughs> Right. You know, that's a that's a beautiful thing. I often wonder, Kathy, you know, she probably didn't completely understand everything. I'm sure she had a lot more questions, but she trusted the Lord. How many times do we want to know all the answers before we trust the Mm -hmm. Lord? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. She rejoices in the miraculous and the mundane. She's a young woman who has to grow up quickly here and face some big challenges. She's a deeply caring mama who suffers the deepest loss possible, the death of her child. Yet we never see her turn from her relationship with God. The last time Mary is mentioned in scripture, it's to say that she was continually gathering with other women to pray. Kathy, this sounds so much like you and Miss Evelyn from the opening of her life. (laughs) To the time that we say goodbye to her, we see her praying. May the same be said of us. Uh, all right. So, Kathy, Mary had an accepting heart. She had a heart that's rejoicing. Are you good at either of these? Okay. I'm not good at a Mary level. You know, like if we talk about there's from zero to ten, there's Kathy, there's Mary. I like I have to say of the two, accepting or rejoicing, I'm I'm better at accepting and, and I'm definitely getting mm. better at rejoicing. I'm getting better at that because I know that there's this need for that and the Lord's really helping me just being grateful and thankful and um being a joy filled person. I mean, Carrie, mm. when I think of you, you are a joy filled person. When mm. I think of me, I'm a person that um will just move forward and do what needs to get done, but y- you wouldn't always know, am I happy or sad about it? I'm just, Mm -hmm. well, I'm just doing it. Sometimes I don't even know if I'm happy or sad about it. (laughs) I'm like, I'm just doing it. And uh, so I just love that we get to see this with Mm -hmm. Mary, that she has just this rejoicing in her spirit, that she even opens her prayer with this, uh, just um, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. I think, oh my goodness, how many times do I open my prayers with this kind of huge statement, it makes me, Mary makes me want to rejoice more. I love that. Um, you know, I think for me, if I have to look at accepting or rejoicing, I think for me, I struggle more with the accepting part, you know, and I, I look at things I don't understand, like, One of my good friends, you know, uh, when our girls were in the fourth grade, her daughter was diagnosed with brain cancer and she passed away, you know, 
that's a question I gotta ask God when I see him. It's like, why, Lord? You know, I can, on a cerebral level, I want to break it down and I want to analyze it. And I want to be logical about it. You know, I look at um, the former pastor of our church, Kathy, you know, killed in a tragic car accident two weeks before he and his wife were to adopt two children from China. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I, I, I struck again on a cerebral level. I want to break that down and say, Lord, why? Like, what, what is the point? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And then I look at the amazing life these kids have had, even though they don't have an earthly father here, their mother and their sisters and brothers and, Oh my goodness, just they love the Lord and they see all this this beauty in life and I just I I I get it. I, I see I see these beautiful people in these beautiful lives. I guess I just have a hard time as an earthly human with flesh and blood going, okay, Lord. Yeah. You know, but yet I see these families, I'm looking from afar, right? Yet I see these families rejoice in the Father always. And they say, okay, Lord, I don't like this plan, but obviously you have a a plan here that is so much bigger and better than anything I can imagine. And my soul hurts, my heart hurts, but I love you. I love you, Father. And so for me, the accepting part, um, I think is a little difficult at times. And I just have to, I, you know, faith, Kathy, is things that we don't see, right? And we yeah. have to just step mm-hmm. out on faith and trust that the Lord has our back. And we see in scripture so many times in so many ways how the Lord takes care of us and protects us and loves us. And even when we don't understand things, we've had hard things in our lives. We are to rejoice that the Father loves us so much. Mm. And um, even when we don't necessarily understand it. Um and, you know, that's Mary here. You know, she doesn't, she may not necessarily understand it, but she's like, okay, God, I know yep. you got me. I'm going to accept <laughs> this path. I, you got, you have, I'm sorry, that's terrible English. That's how the kids would say, right? You got me, God, <laughs> right? Um, Lord, you have me. You are holding me. You are with me. You are beside me, above me, around me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are better. And so I will trust in that and I will rest yeah. in that. Um, so we see this beautiful heart, Kathy. What what is the tea in Mary's in Mary's heart? Well, to finish off our acrostic of Mary's um, humble, expressive, adoring, rejoice, re, uh, rejoicing heart, the final T is trusting. And I just wanna I wanna tell you here the very final words that Mary speaks to us in Scripture just wraps this all up in John chapter two, verse five, this Mary's very last words recorded in all of scripture is this, do whatever he tells you, just do whatever he tells you. Those are the final words. Yeah. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) And so that just wraps it up. Mary would tell us today, friends, do whatever he tells you. You can only say that from a heart of trust, mm-hmm. trusting that what he has for you is mm-hmm. is is the best for you. What he has for you is according to an incredible plan that is um, made in love and carried out in detail with grace and with mm-hmm. mercy. Mary trusted God and she knew the best thing to do is whatever he tells you to do. Mm-hmm. So. Harry, do you trust him? I do. I do. And there are times, Kathy, that, you know, I I don't want any of our listening friends to misunderstand here. You know, Zachariah had questions. Mary had questions. And it's about our heart for the Father. It's okay to have questions. And it's okay to go, Lord, I don't understand this. But you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to trust. I'm going to, I'm going to move forward. I'm, I'm going to do my best to put one foot in front of the other in this difficult situation, in this situation I don't really get in my head. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I do. I trust that the Lord has amazing plans for us. I trust that the Lord um, loves us so deeply, and he knows what's best for us. And, yeah, we're going to go through stuff, Kathy. We're going to go through stuff. And, um Sometimes it's going to be super, super hard and that's okay. 
That's yeah. okay. The father has big, big plans for us. And I think when we take everything to him in prayer, like Mary did here with her prayer, mm-hmm. we feel better about our situation, whatever it might be. We take it all to the Lord. We lay it at his feet and we trust. You know, I, I love that point because Mary's heart in prayer, Carrie, it is her same heart in life. And and yeah. I just, I think of this, we can't have one heart in prayer and then another mm. heart in our comings and goings mm-hmm. because God's going to see right through that. And he yeah. does not like, a, a, you know, that disingenuous, uh, he, he just, we can't fool him. So that same heart in prayer we see in Mary's life. And so we have to take into account what is the condition of our heart? Mm-hmm. And, and I love that we can hold it up to, the, to Mary's example of humble, expressive, adoring, rejoicing, trusting. Is there something in our heart that needs to change? Is there something that needs to go? Or, friends, is there something that needs to come in? And mm-hmm. I tell you, there's a promise um, in Ezekiel 26, 36. And Miss Evelyn has shared this so many times before. It says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And so, friends, are you having a difficult time receiving the good news of Christmas? Is your heart hurting? Are you having a hard heart towards God? Do do you want to believe that God will fulfill his promises, but your heart is just kind of stopping you from getting there? If we need that new heart, Mm. that all we have to do is ask. We just Mm -hmm. go to him, recognizing his son, Jesus Christ, whose birth we are celebrating. We believe that Jesus is God's son and that he was given as a gift by God to us, that he died on the cross and rose again on the third day to offer us that free gift of salvation. And then we need to confess our new faith in Christ just to declare it and express it the way Mary did. Friends, we encourage you, find a church, go to church this Christmas, get engaged with God and his Bible. And if you need help in this, give us a call on the love line at 512-644-7972. It's been an incredible Saturday with you, friends. Come visit us at our archives at lovetalknetwork.com. I'm Kathy Indebrock with Coach Carrie Brinkater. We've loved being with you. We look forward to being with you again next Saturday here 